hormones of the day, and this is Sheena is a punk rocker. What do they Podcast examining every Ramon song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today with us is very special guest Melissa McAllister. Hello. Hello. Hi. Of Girl School for Girls Rock of Los Angeles. Not even close. Not Girl, even close. Not sort of close, but it started. Rock School for Girls Los Angeles. It's got the words in there. Oh, man. <laughs> rock Camp for Girls rock Los Angeles. Camp for Girls. Though I'd go to that other camp, too. It's yeah, sure. yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as your camp, obviously, <laughs> but. Yeah, that, yeah, no. They don't, they don't even know what their name is. They have two different names. Uh, and today we are talking about the epic. Sheena is a punk rocker. Yay, you did it. You made it. I made it here. This was like your buy-in. You had to make it this far. The whole podcast, three years of our lives, has been leading up to this song, and I couldn't be more excited. Are you quitting tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, John, I'm going to flip the table and walk out. Birds blazing. Birds blazing. (laughs) Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Uh, Sheena is a punk rocker. Off the third studio album, Rocket to Russia, Released in 1977 by Ramones. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Ed Stasium is producing on this one. Yep. Uh, is there another producer in the uh, it's studio? Bon Jovi. Oh, Bon Jovi. Also in there. But yeah. It's a heavy stays. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> heavy stays. Um, <laughs> yes. This song is written by Joey Ramone and was recorded in Media Sound Studios in Midtown Manhattan. Mm. Okay, a couple sure. of quick other facts about this song before I let you get in a word in edgewise. Okay. Or you, Melissa. Okay. Um, this song first appeared, bear with me now, in 1977 as a single in the UK. It made it onto the charts at number 22. Okay, only in the UK. Then this song appeared again on the second issue of Leave Home, if y'all remember, yes. when Carbana Not Glue got removed because of a little f- legal debate <laughs> about sniffing brand name glues. <laughs> so then it officially was released on this album, the third studio album, Rocket to Russia, which it was originally supposedly recorded for. Mm. Okay, um... Couple more before you get to breathe. Okay, I'm, I'm, Here I'm, we go. I'm, I'm listening. Um, this is your this song. You're the spotlight. Yeah, you're, yeah. This is <laughs> this couldn't be more you. This is so me. <laughs> so this song, uh, Rolling Stone called this number four hundred and sixty-one out of five hundred best songs of all time, rock and roll songs of all time. Four hundred and sixty-one. Solo. Let me remind you guys, they have three songs on the top 500. I'm almost positive it's three. And I'm guessing this is the lowest of the three, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Blitzkrieg Bop. Uh, I sedated, done. probably. Sedated. And yeah, then... Sedated, Blitzkrieg Bop, and Sheena's a punk rocker. Wow. Yeah, and I want to say Blitzkrieg is really thing. high. I, I get that, yeah. but I mean, 461. No, that's it's at least 231. Okay. Yeah. I would put it in the top 10, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to continue on. You don't have to apologize for <laughs> continuing on. We all understand. Apparently, uh, this song was written about Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, who was 
both a comic book character, but specifically a DJ, a New York DJ, Sheena, um, Queen of the Jungle, who played the Ramones very early on and gave them support when they really didn't get any on the airwaves. And so as a thank you, they wrote her into this song. That's amazing for her. Yeah. Congrats to her. If the Ramones wrote a song called Molly Was a Punk Rocker, I'd be like, wow, my life is a success. Um, Are you still going? I'm going to pause no, there. No, keep going. No, I'm just no, teasing. Okay. No, please that's go. That's a lot. I, I didn't mean that's to a just... lot. Please. I, I had to get in my bit. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I, I want you to speak now. That was great. Thank you. And your enthusiasm is infectious. Woo! <laughs> um, I, I wanted to say I gave this a song category of party. Nice. It feels like this is a party song. In a way, I mean, it's not, it's kind of like misbehavior a little bit, but only because she's going to go to the punk rock club instead. Only because punks are Ramones. Yeah. But even outside of like the lyrics, it feels like we're having a party now. Yeah. Um, And that led me to one of my, one of my facts. Nice. Which is that this is the first song, the first Ramones song you hear in the movie uh, Rock and Roll High School. Mm -hmm. And it's like almost an instant party in that way that musicals are where it's like they're playing music dance everybody dance. And, you know like just instant party there's like yeah. cake and everything yeah yeah um so yeah i'll use that as my science to back up my categorization <laughs> um you had uh categories and you said rolling stone made it what was this Four, a six, disgusting one. number right yeah um but this song was named the number five song of the year in 1977 by NME Magazine. Nice. Okay. That, that, that seems right. I feel like that makes us that all feel better. That's a very respectable number. Very good to me. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> you'd never believe it, but the Ramones actually did play this song live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we use this uh, resource online called setlist.fm. Okay. Where they've basically categorized every band's uh, set list and figured out how many times they played it. Now, it, it's maybe not 100% accurate, but... It's in the ballpark. It's in the ballpark. It feels like it's in the ballpark, and I feel like proportionally it's right. Um, so we're going to play a game here, because this is the number four most played Ramon song. You said number four? Number four. Yes! So the, so the top the top is like 700. Yeah. So do you want to guess how many times they played this live, according to setlist.fm? can take a moment to think about 575 575 for molly actually can i change it 666 <laughs> <laughs> you can if that joke's funny and it is 601 but <laughs> nice. like on prices right? i was gonna say yeah. melissa's playing prices right <laughs> rules and she is the closest without going over they played this 638 times nice ah. now something that molly and i found is the ramones played 2200 shows and it seems almost illogical or impossible that they didn't play Blitzkrieg Bop 2,199 times. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out the math. And uh-huh. it's like off, it's like a third of the time. So if we just multiply it by three, it's probably like around 1,900 times that they would have played this song. That seems correct, right? It seems correct, yeah. right? Because as yeah. soon as they, well, your story about like how they made a single, I had heard that... Joey writes it, mm-hmm. they play it for Seymour Stein, and his reaction is like, we gotta get that out there. Uh-huh. Immediately. So, I mean, everybody had to be on board right Everybody's away. Everybody's loving this song. Yeah, let's yeah. do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, somewhere between 600 and 1900. <laughs> it's what we got for a count. That well, seems about right. But yeah. yeah. But number four all time is... That's pretty good. Way up there. I love that. Um, there is sort of a one, two, three, four in this song. 
it starts with that right sound. Did you look up where that comes from? I did. Do you have it? I do. I put you on the spot, but let's see what you found. Uh, Let's see what I found. Basically, they didn't start the tape machine in time. Yes. And so Dee did the count off, but they just pressed play or they pressed record on three. Right. And I heard it. I heard it in an interview with Ed Stasium that we didn't do. Right. Um, that uh, you can look him up on other episodes. Um, mm-hmm. That yeah, they started and he was like, wait, wait, and like yeah. got play record down or whatever <laughs> to just catch yeah. four, and then into the next thing, which is. So are we counting it? We're counting it, right? I feel like we have to because it's such a special one, two, three, four. Yeah. And it happens in your heart and mind. Have yeah. to. The everybody mm-hmm. votes yet? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's almost like the one, two, three is silent. Yeah, it's an implied man. You know, it's the opposite of television where they the last uh, two are quiet. Sure. <laughs> it's the opposite of television. Yeah. One, two, three, four. <laughs> they um uh this is a, a weird way to transition, but I know in Rock Camp for Girls, there's mm-hmm. the show I went to, there was counting, there was like call and response. And as a Ramones fan, it killed me that it wasn't one, two, three, four. What were the codes? It was like one, two, three. Well, the, each band gets to pick how they do it. Um, right. So, but some, I meant like the whole camp. Wasn't there like a part where the whole like the MC oh, of the show? Oh, we do. We um, we do something called one, two, three, rock. Yes, that's what so I'm the and that's kind of our code to be quiet. Nice. Oh, uh-huh. So when everyone's being loud, instead of saying "shut up," which can make you feel. Like, you're not having fun, you're not, so you say, one, two, three, rock. Okay, so here's what happened then. The one, two, three that existed magically in the ether of Sheena's a punk rocker. Mm. Went to rock camp? Went to rock camp. There we go. (laughs) And they took it, but they knew they couldn't use the four, because that Mm -hmm. four is occupied by this. Nice. That's how, that's how magic works. That's cohesion. That's cohesion. So cohesive. Um... I was going to dominate the floor more. Please dominate. Well, I was going to say one thing that Molly pointed out earlier, but this, but we, I think we especially talked about this one, is this is one of those songs uh, that passes uh, the Bechdel test. I did want to talk about that. Yeah. Go ahead. You, Melissa, I assume, are yes. you familiar with the Bechdel <laughs> test? <laughs> mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. for those of you who aren't, Molly's going to explain. No. <laughs> Could you? Yeah, Can sure. You what, it's so rules the Bechdel film, test right? is is a test that they put films up to, mm-hmm. and it has to pass. I think two of these things in order to pass the Bechdel test. One is that two women have to talk to each other. It has to be about something that is not a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's one other thing. That oh I'm shoot! Not, yeah, what is it? Uh, that I'm not pulling up right now. Or maybe those are just the two things. I remember it is. Yeah, just, those are the big two, and I, I think it's a it's amount of time uh-huh. that has to happen in uh-huh, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, let me see if I so, can yeah, it. we could we could break it down to this to kind of justify that at the very least, no one like Sheena, the character in the mm-hmm. song, yeah. is not going to that club because a boy's there, right? right exactly, She's not not there, and she was probably. Not hanging out necessarily with boys. They don't say. It's like exactly her dumb friends. So what I love about this song so much. I mean, there's so many things, but <laughs> this, this woman. It's just about her being. You know. Yeah, it, sure. Even the title of the song. She's not doing anything. She's just being. She is a punk rocker. The end. You know, and the lyrics are just stating over and over again. All her friends want to go do this disco thing, but not her because she's a punk rocker, and so she's gonna go to New York. You know. Mm-hmm. Because um, it has it all. Because it has it all. <laughs> Which is a real weird non sequitur 
Although it makes sense, but when you actually just listen to, like, write down the lyrics, yeah. you're like, it is just a weird shout-out to New York. Like, finally yeah. someone's talking about New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. What are they going to get city. their due? <laughs> but, it, but it works, I think, because in a way, this is really getting into it, but yeah. in a way, it's almost like, this, you're inside the psycho, the psychology of the character, of this Sheena character that was like, I can't stay there. I have to get away. Mm-hmm. And it answers the question, where are you going to get away to? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to go to yeah. New York because they have these punk clubs. Yeah. And I mean, to pass the Bechdel test, she would have to speak to another woman. I'm, I'm saying, you know, I can assume that she's going to go to a punk concert and talk to another woman about the music or about something. Sure. And that's how I, in my mind, justify that this would actually pass the Bechdel test. I think the fact that the protagonist is a woman and that her agenda is simply to be to be a punk rocker and to see... She has music. her own agenda. That That's, yeah. I feel like, at least the rock version or our yeah. messed up version of the Bechdel test for yeah. rock songs, which is like... Definitely. She's not... She's not... She's not hoping for a kiss. She's not under the male gaze in any way. No. Yeah. She's not participating in anything to gain access to a romantic relationship with a boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in and of itself, I think, is literally punk rock. You know? It's just like, she's she's her own woman. So the 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 last requirement of it, which is only sometimes, is that the they're named. That the characters oh, are that's named. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so, so and obvious. her name is in there. Yeah, so. her yeah. name is the thing. You can never forget her name. Um, did you want to say anything else about that Bechdel test? Uh, unless you have something about it. No. <laughs> um, uh, I I had a super nerdy stat. Yeah, please. Um, I don't. I didn't compare this to other things, but the word punk is said forty six times. <laughs> Amazing. Um, the words punk rocker as a phrase yeah. 30 times. Yeah. That's a lot of times. Yeah. Is lot. this the first song where the term punk rocker is used? I didn't officially look that up. I feel like it is though. And I can't think of another time when it was uh-huh. said. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> was this insulting the robot? I know. Sorry. It's okay. I, it, it has to be. I, well, I'll, here, I'll say this. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, it is the reason that, like, Mopey Ramones pointed as the reason why it didn't do better. Because when it came out, then the Sex Pistols happened. Yeah. And radio stations, they believe, didn't have them on, didn't play the record because of, like, oh, they're just going to come here and, like, throw crap at us. The stigma of being a punk rock band. Yeah. So, yeah. So they pointed at, like, this success as also the reason why it didn't work. Because it's Hmm. so clearly said that uh, about punk rock yes about the thing punk rock yes the thing of punk rock this will corrupt our youth yeah which is Hmm. sad i have (laughs) i have a thought about why this song did so well okay in well in the uk if you remember when it first came out as a single it charted at number 22 yep i found a um, mentioned that in the original campaign for this single, when they release it in UK, if you took a picture of the album and sent it in to the label, they would mail you a t-shirt. Oh. They would mail you a Ramones t-shirt. So it's like the first like hundred people or whatever that bought the album and sent in proof they bought the album could get this t-shirt. And uh, supposedly that is one of the reasons why That's amazing. it was like part of their marketing campaign for Sheena's a punk rocker when they first released it. Also, like 
serious commitment because my first thought, as spoiled as I am, was like, oh, they took a picture of their phone and they uploaded it and they yeah. tagged them <laughs> no, on. Like, no, no, no. They, they took developed a picture. It. Yeah. They had it developed. They waited a week. This is 1977, too. So, so they went in the black room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They probably didn't have a Walgreens where they just popped their roll in and wow. picked it up, you know? But there was nice. Polaroid, right? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I guess Polaroid. they could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like to think of them in the room, like clipping it to the line, and and I oh, like an old timey picture, like at Knott's Berry Farm, yeah. where they're wearing they western have, outfits. They had to put the cloak over, and they're like, "Hold it up! Don't smile!" They're all wearing bustles. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many hats with ruffles. Yeah. If it's in the past, it's all have ruffles and. Why does everybody papers. have a shotgun? I don't understand. <laughs> Well, so I tried to find states. references online of anybody who said that they had, like, I tried to find an original. Oh, neat. And oh, I shirt? couldn't find any reference to any of these t-shirts. Because these t-shirts must have been pretty cool. Like, if you got one of these, like, original. Sure. I want to put it out there that if anybody listening has got one of these t-shirts that they would like to gift to me, I would love <laughs> to have a 1977 original Sheena. I, I love that. how that <laughs> derailed from, like. You know, let's find out if it exists, too. If you want to give it to me. (laughs) Oh, don't tell us if you don't want to get it. No, 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 no. no. Um, So, Rocket to Russia, as a sidebar, was named number 106 by Rolling Stone. Number 106 best album. Rock and roll album. uh, By Rolling Stone. Out of 500? Out of 500. Hmm. and I think that this song, but also this album, I love this album, I'm just going to start by saying that, is very charming. And I think that this mm. album is the Ramones at their most charming. And okay. I think this song is their most charming. Blitzkrieg Bop is maybe their most famous song, but it's kind of cheeky and... Um, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. It's an aggressive and, song. And I, I'm, the word I'm looking for is annoying. It's not an annoying song, but it's kind of like their attitude is kind of annoying, sure. you know? But Sheena is just, in my mind, such a... a Charming is the only word I can think of. Charming version of punk rock. And, you know, it's a punk rock song, but it's such an easy, a palatable, like, it goes down... <laughs> I mean, I can put this song on my mom's mixtape, no problem. Yeah, everyone is okay with this song. Yeah, everybody's okay with it. Even though it's about a punk rock girl, you you know, you can play it. as soon as they got away from that stigma. Yeah. There you are. Well, I like that if if they're writing it about the the DJ, that they don't sexualize her. It's a a genuine thank you or genuine shout out for like, hey, thanks for helping us not... Oh, you're the hot DJ, yeah, or yeah, I yeah. lust after yeah. you, DJ. Yeah, yeah. It's hey, you're cool. You mm-hmm. did something for us. So yeah. I, I like the sincerity. Uh, of Joey that. is quoted as saying, "I combined Sheena, uh, Queen of the Jungle, with the primalness of punk rock." So he's just, I think, making a an analogy to this woman, and also this is a comic book character. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was popular at the time, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this radio DJ got her name from the comic book or i mean i don't mean to put that on her i'm not sure i don't know um i don't know if there is a relationship or not but anyway um no i like i i I like what you say about it being that sincere thing and and the sincere tribute to the dj i always like try to put the brakes on it though because it's like i don't want to i don't think anyone can actually make an argument that the ramones are like a feminist group because they're absolutely not no no but (laughs) it's interesting to think that 
without thinking about it, mm-hmm. that they wrote this thing, mm-hmm. which has all those qualities that now in the 21st century, you can be like, wow, there's like, I don't want to put people's words in people's mouths. There's like, there's like almost social value in the fact that it was like, yeah, this is just some great song that is just about a girl. Mm-hmm. Not about how I'm going to bed that girl. Yeah. It's about her and she finds this new thing that's exciting and she just can't wait and then she goes. Well, and she gets to be a punk rocker where, as a lot of times, she falls in love with a punk rocker. Yeah, or yeah. it's a more of like, you're more authentic if you're like a male punk rocker. There's something... No, sure. As a female, you almost have to prove it more. And in this song, she's just a punk rocker. She this, doesn't have to prove it. This is yeah. before the whole, like, rat girl, girls in the front thing. Yeah. It's 15 years or so before that, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, when you watch those documentaries, you... I mean, you see you see women there, and you see girls there. And there's obviously women in the bands and stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the, to have, like... I don't know. The anthem is... Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is this is genuinely, I would consider, like, a feminist anthem. Yeah? I think so. You're going to play this at marches? <laughs> don't I already? So I have, um, a, I have like, an, yeah, I have an agenda question about Rock Camp for Girls. Okay. All right. So I, I know, like, the, the model of that is to, you know, like you say, empowering uh, young girls and young women uh, to, like, build something together and find positive relationships uh, mm-hmm. through music and learning music and stuff like that do they play do you guys play music as you're coming in or do you have to like do they bring influence as they come i don't know what role you've played in there i know you can play multiple things what do you... um so when they come in in the morning there is a band of um volunteers on stage and we have a theme song and it gets them pumped up mm-hmm. and it's the first thing they learn so that uh if you're new and you don't know what's going on you learn the song right away so you feel a little more comfortable and they do all kinds of, every day it's like a different style. Sometimes they'll do a punk version of it. Sometimes they'll slow it down. Oh, the theme song. Yeah, of the theme okay. song. And then um, there's always music playing. And they do a lot of classes where they do uh, history of women in rock and roll and stuff like that. And then also uh, women in hip hop and how to spin. And like we have different um, guest speakers come in and talk to them. Right. And at lunchtime... Artists. Different uh, female artists come in and play for them, and the kids get to ask them whatever questions they want, and it's their time, mm-hmm. um, and it's great. So So that's my way of transitioning. There is mm-hmm. not a way that you can play Sheena's a Punk Rocker at that, it would, unless it was someone else's version of Sheena's Punk Well, I can do whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, no, not just, no, I'm, no, I'm an advocate. I'm sorry. No, I mean, like it. it each year we do different kinds of classes. So I, if the class was specifically about punk rock, I think there would be a way to play this. Oh, yeah. I, Fair enough. But there's also so much amazing female punk rock that I would probably play in that sure. circumstance. But um, I would also, you know, I can make them a mixtape. Do you make, do you, as you've been in these roles, do you find, like, do you come up with different mixes for different groups? Or do you have like a sort of like, well, here's how I'm going to introduce, I'm going to, we're going to play Rebel Girl first, and then, you know, like, or how do, how do you, do you approach it differently every time, or do you have a couple that you go to? Yeah, probably a couple that I would go to. Like, yeah, Bikini Kill, for sure. Um, I feel like that's almost, not, not to, not to like, marginalize it. <laughs> no. I'm sorry about that, but I mean, like, I feel it's like that's standard, what, though. we should aim for that. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. great. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't mean to say standard, to put it down. I mean. No. As far as women in. Rock and roll. Start, try yes. starting here. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then we also like to teach them, you know, about a lot of the um, early, early rock and roll influences. Okay. And, you know, and try to give them a real history of, you know, there's a lot of amazing African-American female artists in blues and rock and roll that were doing things that weren't documented. Mm. And that were writing songs and then all kinds of different session musicians that don't get credit and trying to give them oh, that kind of awesome. history. Because it's just not always talked about. No. And yeah. Maybe it's getting a little more um, attention right now, but still nothing to what it needs to be. Right. And, you know, there's just so many great songs out there uh, created by females that, you know, I can make a different mix every day. And, you know, but yeah, Rebel Girl for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Rebel Girl. Well, <laughs> I, I, had, I had an agenda where I was sort of like leading to like, so, you know, I imagine this classroom of young girls listening to Sheena's a punk rocker and getting energized, but I don't want to derail because like what you say is like, no, like, you're yeah, right. No, no, there's maybe, girls maybe learn there. about those, uh, <laughs> those women who I don't know their name because they didn't write it down or something. But there is, um, the camp goes from like eight to 16 and there's always some girls that are in their um, teens that are discovering punk rock and they have their Ramones patches. You know, they just figured out about the Stooges. And you see mm-hmm. them so excited. And you you want to hear those records again through their ears. Sure. Because it's, they're so excited to find the angst. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> like they, it's like this new feeling. Like, I get to be mad. And, <laughs> and they write some of the greatest punk songs. There's always There's always a teenage band that plays every year at the showcase where i think to myself is it weird that i'm 38 and want to be in your 16 year old band you guys are really good it's not and here's why because i saw the show and you wanted to join the band and i checked it out and there is a clause in there it's like you, you basically it is for girls and women only and yeah. like there's parts where you can play and i'm like so i can't just like be part of that i'd mess it up that's the thing is like whatever that is, I encourage everybody to go see this, and I honestly encourage Molly to volunteer because you don't have to be oh, in a band. Cool, you oh, would no. enjoy the hell out of that week. I'm sure. Um, but that, if nothing else, go to the show because the show is. Do you guys fantastic. have a, a show coming here? Like, do you do once in the summer or? So they do two sh- uh, two sessions in the summer for the LA chapter. Um, one is the week before Fourth of July, and I believe one is the week after, and mm. it's usually that Saturday. And they don't announce where the venue is until later. It's normally at the Troubadour. Mm-hmm, so look yeah. for that. But it'll be all over the uh, social media for Rock Camp for Girls and, Los Angeles. And not just in L.A. If you're listening to this in other parts of the world, there's yeah. camps going on in lots of other different cities and lots of other different countries. Yeah, they're starting them all over. Um, and just in the L.A. area, if, um, in southeast L.A., they have Chicas Rockeras, which um, is a camp in southeast L.A. And... They, uh, it's bilingual camp. Um, Alice Bag uh, is a big part of that. Really? Yeah, and nice. she does amazing things there. Um, there's one in Orange County, San Diego, San Francisco, and then I mean, uh, we had people who went to Alaska and helped with the camp over there. Wow. Um, I think in Peru, like it's awesome. going everywhere. It's happening. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's doing fine. <laughs> you, can, you can play Sheena or not. That's fine. That's but fine. I wanted to know. But I want to know. Uh, so we can talk about feelings unless you have more facts we to share. Can. We can. Or we can talk about your feelings. Uh, I feel like that's what we should do. We should just start. I mean, obviously, I love this song. This is 
by far my favorite Ramon song of all time for the longest amount that I've been alive. Now, as we've been going through the Ramones canon, there are some other songs that I've discovered I actually love maybe as much as this song. But mm. if you ask me at any time what's my favorite Ramones song, it's going to be Sheena's or Punk Rocker. It is a song. It is a punk rock song about a punk rocker, yet it is not mad. It is not like you're saying, like that aggression, it is not aggressive. It is not angry. Yeah. It is not, it just is. It's so delightful in how it just is. And something about that, I love it. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, honestly, no, it's, like, it's, it's create, this song creates an avatar, you know, that me as a 14 year old girl hearing this song, I was like, oh, you know, that, that is an avatar that I, that I can relate to. Hmm. You know, in so many ways. I want to be that avatar. Yeah, she's even an outsider Yeah, a little bit, too. She yeah, has friends she's an outsider. that she surfs with, Exactly. she can't do that thing. Outside of everything. <laughs> that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this song? Uh, this probably was one, probably one of the first Ramon songs I ever heard. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah, and like nostalgia just for that alone makes it one of my top. And then... It's something that I think you can hear over and over again, and you don't get sick of it. Yeah. You never are like, oh, I'm going to, like, I've heard this song one too many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like you were saying, like, you know, creating, like, an avatar, someone that you can relate to. Like, I grew up in the South Bay. Everyone was a surfer. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to go to punk shows. And yeah. So you feel that. You feel like, all right, you can... That's okay. I don't have to be this mm-hmm. this beach girl. I can be this other thing, mm-hmm. and it, that's like the best part of it. And you know, yeah. And there's almost energy behind this I, this punk rock show that she's going to. You can sense that there's some electricity there of the thing that she's going to do. You know, sure. she's not there yet. She's gonna go there, but there's you almost get excited about the idea that she's gonna go do this other thing. You know, yeah. it, the movie ends with her putting on her like jacket with patches and running into the city right <laughs> just running to the, just running over the bridge no but, it, don't run, man. but it doesn't necessarily end like we don't hear this i i'm saying is like it, that's like the end of the the yeah. answer to the question is yeah that's what she becomes yeah right well and that's like the idea that like when you're young like that that going to the punk like you're going to this thing that's actually way cooler than the thing that all the cool kids are doing yeah like they're gonna go to the beach like screw them i'm going to the punk show (laughs) yeah yeah and then all of a sudden you become cooler than them because you know about this thing that they don't know about right so and you know it i know it but i mean you're cool yeah she's cool and now she knows it yeah totally i also wanted this is getting very technical but the idea that sheena is a punk rocker okay so just being that thing you know, when you go to see jazz music, you don't say, I am a jazz, or like, you don't jazz say, rocker? like, yeah, like, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I am a pop. No, yeah. You know, but you say, I am a punk, you know? Sure. So it's almost like punk rock, you can't, you can be that thing that is also the music. Mm. Mm. It's all part of the same thing. Whereas, when, yeah, so I don't know. I think there's something there too. When people talk about themselves as being a punk rocker, I think they really feel that. As not just an aesthetic, but as an identity, not just the music, you know? Sure. And no, and I think it, and I don't know how consciously, it, we can fill in the gaps how much <laughs> we want, how consciously that was written in there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I could be wrong, maybe I'm excluding some other brand of music, but I feel like punk is very much defined by what it's not. 
Mm-hmm. And by what? It's like, oh, those jocks like mm-hmm. the Bee Gees. Well, I don't. <laughs> what I don't, what I don't like what they like. I like this. Mm-hmm. And that's like all written into the song without it saying. Yeah. She doesn't like the music they like necessarily. It does, but it like leaves it just a little great. So now you can find it and be like, oh, well, this two plus this two equals this ten. And you know, I'm sorry, like, did you say exactly how many words are in the song? I didn't say how many words, but I said that they said the word punk 46 times. But, like, different words. There's not I that many. The, I didn't do the count. You no. know, it's, no, it's, it's a simple song. Yeah. There's not a yeah. lot going on, even though there's a <laughs> lot going on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, this is so pretentious, but it's, like, it's evocative phrases. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. even things like New York City really has it all. Uh-huh. Like, you could just take that on his face and be like, yeah, I mean, they got Times Square and everything. Um, but... Given the time period and what they're talking about, they're talking about going to the Bowery and going mm-hmm. to Max's and CBG. You know, like, yeah. they're, they're, they don't have to name check. It's like, yeah. you take the train down to this place and you go to, you know, <laughs> ask the doorman. He's going to, you know, like, no, just go to New York. There's guys doing cocaine in the bathroom. Nobody flushes. <laughs> no, but that makes it, like, no. if you're in the know, you know what right. he's saying so that's like that the cool, cool club yeah. yeah totally yeah and i don't know I, I like that when you were saying like she is a punk rocker she's not pretending to be a punk rocker she's not trying yeah she has the validation on it because that's such a big thing in punk like are you punk or are you a poser you know mm-hmm. are you trying too hard are you really a punk and no nah, she not really is she's she's not trying so. yeah but i also think she really is because she decided it yeah that's as important as anything you know? Yeah. Just did it. Yeah. But that's the most punk thing. If you decide you're punk, <laughs> then you're punk. Exactly. Yeah. But it has to be real. Um, How do you feel about this song, Philip? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I had a weird relationship with this song because uh, it was kind of like hyped up for me when I was first getting into the Ramones. So because I was your first... I Just because your, of hearing it. But your first step into Ramones is their... Is their was greatest their, hits? They're like official, yeah. The one where I really committed the most time was their greatest hits, and it was always a song. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and because you've it, got all the best of the best on one album, yeah, I guess. And you're like, all right. And I don't know if maybe it just didn't hit me that way. It always sure. has sounded different too, and maybe that's the thing you're talking about. Also, mm-hmm. of like it, it sounds differently. The guitar is this. It's. It's way jingle jangle. It's this, super jingle jangle. Yeah. And that's absolutely one of the reasons why I love it. I yeah. love when the Ramones do that jingle Now jangle I come thing. around to it uh-huh. and I love it. Yeah. Uh, it, But it honestly took me a little while and it's my own like closed mindset, mm-hmm. right? That I was like, well, this this guitar isn't as aggressive. And, you know? It's like, <laughs> you wanted a little more attitude. I think I did. Probably most people do maybe want the, that from Ramones. Maybe. Hmm. But yeah, that you know what? That, that's exactly what it is. I think... They think they want that from the Ramones, mm. but taken on its own merit of the song, if you mm. had no idea who sang it, yeah. somehow, you would be like, oh, well, that song's great. Yeah. You know, like, outside of any other thing, you'd be like, well, that's undeniable. Yeah. And so, and so once I got past that on my own, I'm like, oh, what an, I'm an idiot. Yeah, and even, you're an yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I was an idiot. So, yeah, I'm a love. <laughs> Love. I'm love, love. Yeah, totally love. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and just try to pin down an MVP on this one? Mm. Melissa, you want to go first? Well, Sheena. Nice. Wow. And uh, to be clear, no. <laughs> no, and to be clear, Sheena the punk rocker was a legitimate comic book uh, that they're pulling a character from. 
Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Yes. Yeah. They're remaking that now. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, with Kristen Wiig. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you heard it here. Well, sometime. Breaking I, entertainment news. I heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who I want to give this most valuable Ramon to, and other than Joey, and the answer is Joey. Nice. Because it has to. Because I can't not. It, the Sheena vote's cool though. Yeah, Sheena that. vote's That's, totally legit. Pull that out. And I don't want to steer Any that vote is a correct vote. Yeah. But I, I like also... how on the chart now it'll have a vote for Sheena. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should vote her in the other things, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we just hate a song, I'm going to get this one for Sheena. <laughs> um, the, yeah, Joey's obviously going to be my choice on this one. Um, he wrote it because he's a master songwriter. <laughs> he sang it because he's got the voice of an angel. You know? And not for nothing, I, this is why I almost hesitated. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, please. It, it sort of doubles back on him getting those votes but this is one of those songs where it's so good in the album track that anytime i've heard like live versions i'm always kind of like yeah yeah and maybe it is like now it's too aggressive it doesn't bounce like this thing mm, bounces there's like bounce. christmas bells in this song almost you know, right? <laughs> it's some sort of tambourine that's like jing 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 like, yeah, yeah there's yeah. literally a guy on a microphone going jingle 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be ridiculous um, awesome. Well, uh, do we have any last thoughts about one of the best songs ever created in the universe? Do you? Of all time? I mean, this is your yeah. your time. I mean, we invited Melissa over here to listen to you talk. If about if if you guys still don't see the merit of this song, and you're listening to this podcast. I recommend you know driving to a place in your car <laughs> where you you can see some trees. Oh, and pop the song on. You know, put the windows down, play it real loud, and just. Pop that chair back and. I thought you were going in a totally different direction. Me too. Thought it was gonna get dark. Yeah, like go some trees where no one will hear it. No, I mean you know just go to a nice place where you got a view and turn it up loud. I love to think about the type of guy or person or whoever who's listening to this show. It's like, man, I can't wait till they to get to Sheena and hear him really bag on that song. (laughs) Yeah, everybody hates that song. What? Nobody hates this song. No, I don't think so. I bet nobody. I dare someone to hate this song. It's just—it surprised you, but I bet they're. Oh yes, I doubt it. I doubt it. They start to hate it, and then they—they turn it up, and they're like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I want to thank Melissa again. Thank you for being on. You can find her on Instagram at sherocksklu. Correct. Uh, That is your radio show also they can tune into you on wednesdays uh from 7 to 8 p.m uh kxlu los angeles 889 fm awesome and check out rock camp for girls rock los, los angeles rock camp for girls los angeles rock. dot gov you can follow us on twitter you can follow us on facebook and thank you so much for joining us Uh, Next week, we will be talking about She's a Sensation on Ramones of the Day.